0: Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve, and I'm joined by my tag team partner, Jeff. Jeff, how are you doing this week?
1: I'm doing great. The saga with Leaping Lanai Pafo is over, at least short distance. The risk is past us. La Sicario is back, and she brings with a Juventud Sicario. So now our, our house is a home, just in time for the water heater to break. Uh, and for there to be a gas leak and the, the microwave is haunted so you know that's all wonderful but yeah we we you know uh of course day two back you know leap and Lanny did call but he, he it was a long distance call so hey you know it, it's it's fun to have friends but you know it's it, it's good that i i dodged that bullet
0: very good i'm very happy that uh everything in your home is in its place now and uh you know you didn't lose your your girlfriend to uh the macho man's brother the genius lenny Poffo.
1: yeah it's not like savage could have been at the wedding or anything because he's dead so you know that i mean the one good thing that could have come out of it
0: if Lanny Poffo were was successful in stealing your girlfriend would you want to be invited to that wedding
1: yeah i'd have to be yes <laughs>
0: All right.
1: I'd go whether I was invited or not.
0: Oh, you'd crash.
1: Just to make a spectacle of myself.
0: Just to... <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> would you? Would you go like dressed up as anybody in, in wrestling? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be you'd be Lonnie Poffo's brother, the Macho Man. Snapping into a Slim Jim. Like ooh yeah, look who's back, Lanny. That's right maybe it was but so who knows oh my god wow well that's wild well luckily we don't have to get to that uh thankfully everything is good with you and um we hope that everything is good with all our listeners out there uh thank you for tuning in to episode 54 um we've got a good amount of of a road to hoe here we've got to talk about friday night wars that's, who knew that they, everybody's talking about monday night wars or wednesday night wars and now we've got a friday night war between smackdown and rampage we'll get into that we've got crown jewel predictions to talk about we've got the week in wrestling very lots of opinions about raw being awful um
1: alvarez claiming he's not on the payroll tony khan saying that raw sucks and he hasn't spoken to bray wyatt while walking around uh with the card of full gear in full view of of the multiple people who photographed it
0: he yeah he's got the full card in his notebook he's photographed with the notebook in public and not only just like anywhere in public it's not like he's in a cafe where he has this out he's at his other job where he's supposed to be the chief analytics officer or whatever of the Jacksonville Jaguars But instead of taking care of business and paying attention to the analytics of the Jacksonville Jaguars, he's fantasy booking his other job, which is AEW.
1: Well, how how much attention do you really need to going four and 13 anyway?
0: (laughs) Apparently none, Jeff. That's the problem. Yeah,
1: I mean, at this point, the only goal is whether you go four or 13 or two and 15 or 0 and 17 and break a record. I mean, and, and Urban Meyer will take most of the blame. So there you have it.
0: Oh, well, there you do have it. So we've got a lot to talk about. We've got uh, the Iconics are back. Very exciting. We've got to talk about Top Dalla, uh sh- making waves in social media, taking shots at the Young Bucks. And, uh, yeah, lots of other stuff to talk about. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Um, let's talk about these Friday Night Wars, Jeff. I didn't think that this was a thing, but apparently in the last week this has become a thing because Tony Khan has taken uh offense at Vince McMahon counterbooking his Rampage show SmackDown as a lot of you may or may not know is has been moved temporarily to FS1 this week because of playoff baseball. Correct. And so on top of being on FS1, Vince and WWE corporate, I guess, other people, decision makers, Fox themselves possibly, decided it would be good to overrun SmackDown. So instead of the usual 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. SmackDown, you're going to get an extra 30 minutes tacked on to the end of SmackDown, So it bleeds into rampage for 30 minutes.
1: The- and the, just to note, the only reason they could do this is because it's on FS one. Now I'm not saying that's the only reason they did it, but on regular Fox on all Fox affiliates, the evening news goes on at 10 o'clock. Now I, I'm sure if Fox really wanted to, they could preempt it. And oftentimes the news starts late because of real sports And it it will, in fact, with the baseball game almost certainly. But I don't think they've ever done that for wrestling uh, on the the main network. But, yeah, I mean, this is probably counter-programming on WWE's part. They're experimenting with FS1. Maybe they want you to think that it's a special show they've announced. Some matches that you know might be more interesting than your average SmackDown. Uh, Sonia Deville makes her in ring return against Naomi. Uh, I think they added uh Roman to the card as a, in a match. A few others, I mean, you, you may have them written down, but in any event, it, it's you know, it's supposed to not just be the, the typical four matches and a lot of filler type of card. Um, yeah,
0: mostly I think in the overrun, there's they're advertising. No commercials, and a match between Becky Lynch, the SmackDown Women's Champion, and Sasha Banks. Yep. So uh, oh, that's a no chance of fuckery. No chance of fuckery. The the Wrestle It's a WrestleMania uh, quality main event given to you on almost broadcast television. But is it really? WWE counter programming against Rampage. I mean, Rampage is not much of a threat. Last week, what'd they pull in, Jeff?
1: 50,00? Yeah. Last week was their lowest week ever. Um, they did five hundred and two thousand, which was bad by any metrics. Um, but yeah, I think they are absolutely counter programming and great because you know, the Wednesday night wars were one sided in the fizzle. So th- this is a little bit interesting. Um, and this is more important. Po- and, you know, I don't know if this is the exact reason or just fate have, has it this week, this way, but this week is the week where dynamite was preempted because of a uh, playoff. I
0: think hockey is it hockey, not even playoff hockey. It's just opening night.
1: Okay. So opening hockey. night hockey, fine. So that preempted dynamite this week. So, Rampage is actually the live show where so Rampage will be lying live and the rest of dynamite will be on Saturday night is the tape show So it's the first live Rampage Um, So I'm sure you know, Tony Khan was hoping to get a little bit of a boost from that I'm Not sure if that really matters or not, but maybe it would and I'm sure he's a little bit upset about that So Tony Khan then did a counter programming move of his own, which I have to say was pretty clever um and they're having what they're calling a buy-in on YouTube from nine to ten, uh, involving one match that that people would consider some people would consider a dream match or a marquee match. It's Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, versus Minoru Suzuki. Um, they have not met since 2004. I suspect that was, uh, Suzuki was a much different performer in 2004. Brian is still seems to be at the top of his game. From what I've seen of Suzuki lately, which is all I've really seen of Suzuki, um, I have no interest in this whatsoever. I think this is more of a one of those dream matches in your mind kind of thing. And then the second match that, that was announced, I think it's Bobby Fish against Lee Moriarty, which are sort of two indie favorites, but it is meaningless to me. I think there's another match too. I'm not, I'm not 100% on that
0: that's what i've heard thus oh the other match is <laughs> the inner circle versus uh america's top team
1: oh that's on the youtube
0: i don't know if that's on the youtube or it's on the rampage i it's hard for me to tell what is really going to be aired
1: and i'm not really sure what the buy-in is for because uh i mean only the first buy-in actually i think led to anything where you were actually getting into another match and i think that was Way back when, at All Out, the first All Out, ever mm-hmm. since then it's just been their term for pre-show. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so the, this is—I mean, I don't know—people were complaining and griping and moaning about it. But this is fun. This, this is this is like uh, Eric Bischoff spoiling that Mick Foley had won the WWE Championship. I mean, so what? Yeah. This this is this is Rick Rude appearing on Raw and Nitro the same night. This is. Do you really
0: think so? Yeah, this is
1: a blaze going back to Medusa and throwing the the women's championship in the garbage. Yeah, I mean, it's not the same stakes. There's 8 million less people watching, but it's the same kind of thing. And then God bless it. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for for there to be an actual acknowledgement of war.
0: But I don't think we're getting that, though, Jeff. They're not really actively acknowledging. I mean, Tony Khan acknowledges it but vince is not acknowledging it vince is saying
1: well vince has nothing but nikon is not acknowledging it nikon says we just worry about ourselves and we just go forward and we're like a racehorse we have blinders on and we just look forward and just worry about ourselves but the timing seems very convenient now listen maybe this is just the only chance this is the only chance they knew of uh, for fs1 Maybe this will be a regular thing. Maybe this is an experiment to increase increase viewership on FS1. It has nothing to do with Rampage being live or any of that stuff. I don't care. I, I, I'm just I'm just happy it's happening. You and I will never know whether this was planned counter programming or not, and nobody out there that thinks one way or another is going to be convinced otherwise. Maybe one day there'll be a book written, a tell-all, and and they'll say, "Yes, we absolutely counter-program. Whether it's accidental, coincidental, or purposeful. It's counter-programming, and I, for one, am all for it, and and I'm not sure which one I'm going to watch live. I mean, obviously with DVR, we have plenty of choices between SmackDown and Rampage. The YouTube program, I'm sure, it will be on YouTube forever, but might I watch the, the uh, Brian Danielson-Suzuki match live? Possibly. Will I be watching LSG versus Bobby Fish? Absolutely not.
0: Well, I wanted to break that down with you. So, if uh, on social media we've seen a lot of traffic, a lot of buzz about Minoru Suzuki, and now you've got a match between the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, and Minoru Suzuki. These guys once battled out many moons ago, almost 15 years ago.
1: Uh, almost 18 years ago
0: so you have um what some people in the internet wrestling community will consider a legendary match right this is a marquee matchup right sure a dream but matchup.
1: it's sort of like seeing the undertaker now take on you know, Matt Riddle now, It's <laughs> you know, the, the Undertaker 15 years ago against Matt Riddle now might be interesting. The Undertaker now versus Matt Riddle now is
0: not interesting. Right. But for guys like us, right, you, you know, you're you're an older uh, gentleman and, I am. and you are into, you know, the older style of wrestling. I am a little younger, not by much. But I grew up watching the 80s, grew up on Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, The Undertaker, Um, Bret Hart, Steve Austin. This match, I mean, it might pique my interest, but if you're telling me Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki is on and Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch is on, I'm probably going to stay on watching Becky versus Sasha.
1: I'd watch Suzuki versus Brian because I already know that Sasha versus Becky is going to end up in complete fuckery. But if it was Sonya versus Naomi, which has a little bit of a story and neither one of them's really performed in the ring for a while, I think I'd probably watch that and just catch the other match on YouTube at, at my leisure. So, I mean, I understand what you're saying. We can all pick and choose what, what we want to match what we want to watch and it does depend on what's going on on smackdown if it's a normal wwe show where there's 40 minutes of of recaps and promotions for crown jewel and recaps of the promo from the night earlier the or the usos double kicking somebody from 20 minutes ago uh, and commercials not interested like this past raw um, But if if they if they have a good flow, if they have a flow like NXT did, and I know we'll get to that later, where there's something always going on and something that I feel like I want to watch, I'll watch it. And if the if the buy-in show is only on YouTube for that one hour and then they take it down forever, which isn't going to happen, um, I can wait. I can live without that match because in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter in AEW rankings. I mean, obviously Suzuki is just stateside; he's taking bookings. They gave him the most money for this, but it means nothing. It's meaningless. And the last two matches I saw from Suzuki were the, were the first two matches I saw from Suzuki, at least I remember, and I don't want to see any others. And, you know, Bobby Fish, you know, I mean, I hate to pick on him, but I'm not interested in seeing him wrestle. Lee Moriarty, I've seen him wrestle, and, and he's, you know, he he is just a pr- typical wrestler these days, Yeah. You know, 170, 180 pounds, athletic, you know, you know, does a lot of moves. But, I mean, I see Matt Seidel every week.
0: <laughs> Those are very good points. I just feel like I know, you know, you say that you know the outcome of Sasha versus Becky. I can tell you I know the outcome of Danielson versus Suzuki. There's no way that Suzuki is getting over on Bryan Danielson. So, the only reason people are just there because they
1: want to see Brian's chest be red as a tomato
0: again. But, oh, good God. Like, again.
1: To convince themselves that wrestling is real. You're going to tell me this is fake? Yes, it's fake. Fake things can hurt.
0: (laughs) I saw Mick Foley fall off a a hell in the cell. Like, Minoru Suzuki slapping uh, Brian Danielson's chest red is not a draw to me.
1: Sabu's muscle tendons got stuck to barbed wire and came out of his arm it doesn't mean that the wrestling match was real it means that something went wrong or that he really got hurt yes I am sure that Brian's chest will be read as a a defrosted sirloin that you get from giant foods well I've seen that before that's terrific Um, but but the match itself is is meaningless I don't even know if it will count as a win in the AW books for the rankings. But I want to talk about something else cuz this I mean we could say the same thing six times and you can certainly double back uh, because it's just as much your show as mine. But I want to talk about I think her name is Denise Saucido. Uh, she's on the figure for online network and she's very happy. She's very positive. She makes a big deal about loving all wrestling, and and I'm sure she does. I've I've heard her show once or twice. She, she's very pleasant to listen to. It seems like she really has a legitimate passion for the product, though. She sort of fits into that mold of sort of like Sean Ross Sapp, John Alba, Ryan Satin, um, Wrestling Joy. You, know, that the, their whole thing is that we love all wrestling which you know isn't true. Nobody loves all wrestling, but they, they pretend that they do, and that's fine. I get it. You either need to pick that lane, or you need to pick a team. There's there's not a whole lot of room for people like us, especially new into the marketplace, into the crowded field, that are you know, maybe more objective, or at least we think we're more objective. objective. But she put a tweet out this week, and I don't know how old she really is, but if she's older than 26 I'd be surprised Um, and congratulations to her on this level of success and ascension at such a young age and again I've what I've heard of her work I've enjoyed but she put out a tweet that said if you're not excited about this match and not familiar with uh, the the body of Minoru Suzuki's uh, work and you don't think that this is a great match then you're not a wrestling fan okay that's a really stupid tweet. First of all, because it's full of shit. Because at her age, she's not. She, she never experienced Minoru Suzuki's work, you know, in his prime. She might have seen matches on YouTube or clips or tapes or DVDs or whatever, but it's not the same as as you know the week to week in pay per view in the moment kind of thing. Secondly, people are allowed to have opinions. You know, you know, you're, she's not there to say everything is great, everything is wrestling, then say you're not a wrestling fan if you don't like an exhibition match. Well, I'm sorry, Denise, that's not true. A lot of us know it's just an exhibition match, and it's going to be scripted and choreographed, and much of that match is going to be similar to other matches. Like we learned earlier this year that the death match exploding barbed wire match was exactly the same ending as from FMW, which... I don't remember anyone saying in podcast world, I didn't know it because I never heard of FMW before that. I've been watching freaking wrestling for over four decades. Uh, and, you know, they, they re, uh, redid the, the same ending, except they did it worse. So I, I just I just thought that that needed to be called out because, I, you know, I don't think, you know, a 25-year-old should be telling the rest of the world that they're not allowed to have wrestling opinions just because it's the in thing to love Suzuki most of these people pretending that they love Suzuki or they love to say that they love Suzuki. They love to say that they love ECW. They love to say they love this, that, and the other thing, but they didn't see it. You know, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just a show. It's just, it's, it's just fakeness.
0: Interesting. I, I've i been a fan of wrestling for a long time and I've not followed Minoru Suzuki. I'm aware of him and, I, but listen, I was a big fan of Chris Benoit when he was around, um, and yeah, he's you know succumbed to a dastardly event, uh, crisis moment in his life. He's pariah. Get... right? But what he did in the ring is by far some of you know the greatest wrestling that I've seen.
1: He was fabulous. He was an excellent talent.
0: Exactly, and this guy would hit you hard and take you to school. Just most probably like Minoru Suzuki would. Yeah,
1: and and Masahiro Chono, who, by the way, I remember Masahiro Chono. He was in WCW. He was one of my my favorite characters playing WCW versus the World the Video Game. So, it's. uh, I mean, I'm just saying, I I feel like I've seen this already, and for her to call people out just because they don't like this guy I don't want to see this match. I mean, I hate to say that the figure for online network is a show for AW, but, but they are, and that... Gets me into Brian Alvarez's comments, where he was basically shitting on people and calling them stupid for saying that that he gets paid when he doesn't get paid. Now, I know that paid can you know people think that, that they're actually on payola and they get money, and and we'll probably never know whether they do or whether they don't. I take him at his word that he doesn't, but there's a whole lot of easy ways to get paid by AW without getting the paycheck. For one, AW could open up a, a thousand accounts. And be patreons to all of their shows. They could subscribe. They could buy ten thousand subscriptions of the of the newsletter every month. They could send them free tickets. They could fly them in. They can comp them hotel rooms. They can put give them the free VIP press package. They can wine and dine them. They can take you know give them uh, Uber vouchers. For, for everything they can get them access they can give them free interviews when other people have to pay for those interviews there's about a million different ways that you could get paid they could they could fill the place with super chats with express vpns just automatically i mean if they wanted to they they could there. you know it's like a super pack no one would ever know um or if they wanted to they'd, they'd be spending like $2.2 million in legal fees for a forensic audience and it wouldn't be worth it to anyone on earth to do that um, so Okay, Brian, I believe you you're not getting the paycheck, but I absolutely believe that you are That that, that entire network is being subsidized in many many ways uh, by aw um, whether it's by bots they create or a super pack, or all the wrestlers join up and then Tony Khan repays them or puts it in their paycheck or, you know, a stipend or whatever the case might be.
0: Yeah. I, I think it's going to be a long time coming before we find out whether him Meltzer or other guys of that ilk are on the payroll for Tony Khan. I think eventually you'll find out because people like to talk and you know, it wouldn't be surprising that somebody starts their own aw behind the scenes podcast in the next couple of years yeah. just like bruce pritchard did or eric bischoff did JMR. by
1: Buy copies of the death of wcw
0: exactly exactly
1: there's a, there's a million ways you can get not a million but there's dozens of ways that you could get compensation to all of those folks without it being a paycheck
0: you know, it's funny that you mentioned Alvarez because a couple of weeks ago he mentioned that the AEW Grand Slam show was going to pretty much obliterate WWE, and it didn't. And some WWE fans still hold that over Alvarez's head because, you know, for someone that's supposed to be this objective journalist you're supposed to report facts and not take a side guys like him and Meltzer they take sides quite regularly oh yeah
1: but but who said they were objective journalists
0: well i think that's the perception of them like even like the way that they're they're described by by you know I was looking at a, an article on MSN.com today that is wrestling related, right? That had to do about um, WWE failing the women's revolution because these Queens crown tournaments weren't running at an average of two minutes.
1: No, we're, we're going to get to that, but let, let's stick on the. Um, the... Yeah.
0: So. They mention like guys like Alvarez and Sean Rossap and all the guys you just uh, and and gals now Denise is there too and there's a couple other women that that report on wrestling. But again, it's it's all opinions. This mm-hmm. is, it's it's you know what it's similar to uh Jeff, CNN and Fox News and MSNBC. They've got a bunch of talking head shows. Mm-hmm. The news, the news, news, is about five minutes worth of those shows. Opinions, facts, uh, I'm sorry, opinions, and just, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I just
1: down the line, centrist journalism, just the facts. I, I, I don't, don't know, exist. I don't know yeah, if it actually exists anymore.
0: It exists, but I want to say, like, in the form of print. Like, it only exists in, like, the Times, the Post.
1: Does it? The, the Times is is considered left. Uh, I mean, that's why there's a New York Post, which is considered right. So, you know, the Washington Post gave rise to the Washington Examiner. I, you know, I, you know I mean, some people think the Wall Street Journal is objective, but some people think the Wall Street Journal is rightist. I I don't want to really get into journalism writ large and what is and isn't, but I'm not sure that these guys ever proclaimed themselves to be objective journalists until recently. I mean, they were always, you know, they had sources, they broke news, they had access, um, but they always had opinions. I mean, Meltzer's always been, you know, a fan of certain types of of wrestling. So, I mean, I think that the, you know, maybe it's because. People grew up on only one thing, and so this is this is what they think is is objective journalism. Maybe they look around at regular journalism and they don't see anything that's truly objective. But I, I don't I don't know that they're necessarily journalists, and even if they are, journalism is different now than it was, frankly, before the O'Reilly factor.
0: Yeah, Jeff. But I guess what I'm, I I struggle with is is this right? I'm a Mets fan. But even as a Mets fan, I can watch a playoff baseball game, Giants versus Dodgers. And I can root for a team and, and, and say, hey, they're doing this, this, and this well. I don't see any of that from Alvarez, from Meltzer. They're never giving WWE credit. It's always a shit show. And I understand JD himself, JD from New York, said it best this past Monday night. He's, he loves shitting on Monday Night Raw. He said it was so awful that if it wasn't for the ad revenue that he gets on Monday nights, which is the best nights he gets ad revenue for because he shits on it so much, he wouldn't even be watching. He, he admitted to being a, a, a practically a sellout and a hypocrite. So the, the game the jig is up. It's all out there. They're they're all hypocrites.
1: So what if my diner wasn't at a at a truck stop? It wouldn't be open twenty four hours. I mean, I I don't, I don't so what? Of course you you do. I mean, you you go where the, you follow the dollars. This this is his business. Same reason that the the Sala Monster does all those YouTube YouTube live streams. Now you think he wants to work on this six nights a week and and pretend that his weekly podcast that there's anything new that he's going to say on it that he hasn't said the the four or five preceding shows. No, he's got those super chats coming in. He's got the revenue coming in. So I mean, you, you, you've got to do it. So I mean, at he's JD, JD uh, apparently told the, the the truth on it. I, I you know I don't blame him. I mean, what what can you say? I mean that that's market forces. But
0: I hear that. Yeah. But what's real anymore, Jeff? Like uh, this Minoru Suzuki versus Danielson. Get to bring it back to this. Like, I'm real. What? <laughs> you are real. I'm looking at you and all mm-hmm. your splendor with your Ecuador football jersey. That's right. I. I just, when you're spewing so much vitriol and so much one-sided angle, and your fans can't tell the difference between what's real and what's what's conjecture, what's fake, then then what were we left at? Like, I don't listen to any of those guys, and I can tell you right now, Danielson versus uh, Minoru Suzuki is not going to make me change the dial, and I know there's plenty of. Even, even even if you were to tell me yeah, maybe if a Benoit versus Bret Hart match were to happen, which it did on WCW, Nitro, if you were to tell me that match was going to occur on Rampage, would that stop me from watching SmackDown? Possibly. But I don't know. I, I don't think that it's the major draw that everybody thinks it is. And that's why I think there's a major disconnect between wrestling fans, internet wrestling fans, and wrestling fans at large, including well, I, WWE fans.
1: Well, I think that you're right. But I mean, so what? I mean, the internet wrestling fans are pretty much the AEW fans. There's probably about 900,000 internet wrestling fans. And... There's probably 200 of them, you know, 150,000 of them they are hardcore WWE fans. There's probably five or 600,000 of them that are hardcore AEW first fans. And then there's probably another couple hundred thousand that, that, that are both. And then there's probably another silent 300,000 that, that secretly watch both or, or at least pay attention to both. The one thing I do know is that none of them are Ring of Honor fans. And to go back to your point about the Mets, I'm a Ring of Honor fan but they're doing a horrendous job right now. And I'm not afraid to say it I, as a fan. I, I'm not, I'm not happy about it, but I acknowledge that nobody knows that bandito is the ring of honor world champion. And even fewer people care. No, nobody knows that ring of honor just crowned a new world's women's champion and nobody cares. And why would they? Um, Cause it's not there. Meanwhile, Bandito has been losing in tag team matches. I don't want to go too too, too far off on ring of honor and the, the nitty gritty there, but I'm a fan and I can recognize that they're, they're doing a bad job of it. I have been a WWE fan most of my life. Dare say 80% of my life or not more, which is a lot longer than most of our listeners. 80% of their life. My 80% of my life is longer than the, the entirety of most of their lives. Um, but Raw this week, Tony Kyle's right. It sucked. It was an abortion. It was it was painful to watch. And if I wasn't doing this podcast, I'm not sure I would have watched it. As it turns out, I, I did another podcast for the PwC because uh, Jimmy Time was was down and out. So uh, me and Chris Sams picked that up. But I didn't know that at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we did, you know, so... I, you know, I had to watch it, and I had to watch it twice, and, you know, but I, I don't know if I would have watched it live, otherwise I could have fast-forwarded through it more liberally or fast-forwarded at all. I, I, I'm just, I mean, I know what you're saying, that, that, that there are people that can be objective, but I'm sure that there's people out there who don't think that I'm objective about things. There's people out there who don't think you're objective about things. I don't think you're objective about things. I think you're they, a WWE Mark in in your heart and soul. I think that's your that's your that's your knee jerk reaction is the is to defend 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 Vince and WWE. Um, defend
0: Vince. That's written on my shirt. I got a tattoo.
1: That's right. It, it, yeah, and on the inside of your skin, you actually had a tattoo. But you know. But we also don't have that kind of status and we and we don't hold ourselves out as journalists now We have done some journalism. We've done more journalism than than some of the people been doing journalism for 30 40 years Um, Not because we want to be journalists, but because we wanted to find out answers to certain things we had questions and When we could we got answers Um, So anyway uh, You know I I don't know that they hold themselves or held themselves out as journalists. I think that they sort of started buying their own crap for a while, and now maybe they do. But I don't think way back when that Meltzer ever thought he was a real journalist. I think now he does because he's been doing it for 40 years, and so now he thinks it's a big deal. And in yeah. this response, he is a big deal. I mean, you know, give, give the devil his due. He's He is a big deal in that, and people who work for him or with him are are you know, are, are on the higher rungs of that pyramid.
0: You think all right. So let's 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 speculate here. You got Smackdown on FS1. Last time they were on FS1, they drew what? 900,000
1: Yeah, it was it was bad. It was it was a little bit less than half of what the normal audience was. So it was probably 900,000 to 1 million something like that.
0: And last Rampage last week TNT 500,000.
1: Yep, 502,000
0: so if smackdown seven weeks can of just, decline so if smackdown can just equal what they did last year nine hundred thousand, they got rampage beat easy right
1: yeah sure i mean i'm sure everyone will be focusing more on that one half well i guess the, the last 90 minutes of rampage and uh the last hour i guess of the uh two-and-a-half-hour SmackDown. But, yeah, I mean, they'll be comparing the overlap most of all. I mean, we haven't seen SmackDown provide a lead-in wrestling audience for Rampage, that's for sure. So the 10.30 to 11 slot for Rampage, I, I wouldn't expect to be any or much different than prior weeks.
0: So what's your what's your uh, prediction on the ratings?
1: I think in this tribal world, I, I think that – Rampage will have its first week where it goes up, but not by a lot. I think it'll creep back to 600 or so. I don't think it's going to do quite what NXT did, which was 633. I'd say like 602, 605. I think SmackDown will probably do 1.1. And the truth of the matter is, is that you can watch your TV, you can have FS one and you could be watching YouTube on your computer or your phone at the same time.
0: Any chance that WWE and that 30 minute overrun takes away from the five hundred thousand and they get less than five
1: hundred thousand? Yeah, there's a chance, but but I don't think so. I, I think that 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 that's your die hard AEW ride or die audience.
0: If it is less than a hundred thousand, is that like a like a red alert, like a the sound the alarm? We, we're a sinking ship.
1: You mean if their viewership is under a hundred thousand?
0: Sorry, five hundred thousand.
1: If Rampage goes under five hundred thousand five hundred thousand viewers. When SmackDown's only on FS1 and they have this YouTube buy-in with this, you know, quote unquote dream match. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it's trouble for, you know, AW internally and for the morale of their fans. What does it mean for, for TNT? I don't really know because I don't know what shows we're doing in that particular slot. Um, and I don't know what the costs of those shows are either because, again, everyone always just looks at what, what the other shows did in that slot. And what the ad rates are and things like that. But, but no one looks at the cost, too. I mean, if you're making a million dollars on a show, but it costs $700,000 to produce, you're making $300,000. Terrific. If, if it costs, if you're making a million dollars on a show and it costs $150,000 to produce or nothing because you you already own the rights to SVU, then you're make, then you're making a million dollars. Um, but if you're making $400,000 in the same situation, you're still making $100,000 more. So, I mean, costs are part of the equation, and, and we may never know that.
0: Yep. I honestly think that they it's going to be dicey. I mean, they're live, but it's also a Friday show, and it's not as stacked as it usually is. Like, they've lost a lot of steam after CM Punk debuted, Adam Cole debuted, Danielson's debuted. I don't think that Minoru Suzuki versus Brian Danielson is the draw that everybody thinks it is. And I'd be surprised if they crack 600,000.
1: And it's the hour before. I mean, if if it is a draw, people watch on YouTube. That doesn't mean they're going to stick around for Rampage. Um, You know, everyone was saying that CM Punk's best match in AEW was last week against Daniel Garcia. And that was the lead in match. That was the opening match. And it didn't do particularly well. The, Nobody the, watched uh, it. The hair versus hair match did better, which was Jack Evans for God's sake. Um, so, I you know I don't know. Uh, you know it's funny. You know last week you know Punk did that promo. Is everyone tired of me? Are you guys tired of me yet? And everyone said no, no, no. And I I think I'm the only person that said yeah, I am. And I tweeted it too. <laughs> I didn't get a lot of likes or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean you know I'm I'm sort of tired of it and. I don't find matches a, a twenty-minute technical match to be all that interesting. I don't dig Zack Saber Jr. I don't dig Tracy Williams, so I don't dig Daniel Garcia. I mean, that 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 style to me is dull. I didn't like Dean Malenko in the day. I think that I, I think I that's boring Dean shit. Malenka. Once in a while, okay, you know, once in a while when when it was Steven Regal against Goldberg, yeah, it's cool because that's not, that that was it was different then. If I'm seeing that every goddamn week, I don't need to see it.
0: I hear you. I hear you. Let's stick in on this the CM Punk thing. You, why are you tired of seeing CM Punk?
1: I mean, it, it's sort of like you know they 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 tricked you with him being a full time wrestler. He's he's only done a couple matches. He's wrestling down card. He starts up with Darby, then he goes down to Will Hobbs, who's mid card or below. Then he goes down to Daniel Garcia, who wherever they put him on the card, he's there to lose. So you already know what that what that's all about. He's not in any definitive feuds there's no really prolonged story he comes in he gives a promo who you know his first promo was pretty terrific the energy was very electric then after that his next promo was basically he he was basically playing the street profits being the narrator for the show telling you the rundown for the show and what to get excited about then the next time he comes in and he you know basically says you guys tired of me uh and basically writes a love letter to himself and and he walks on commentary and they say that He's going to be a regular member of commentary on Dynamite. I mean, people have figured it out. It's it's not exactly the Goldberg two-step dance, win the title, lose the title, go back, come back another year. But it's like he comes in, he talks while long, prolonged, you know, entrance. He dives into the the crowd, which I'm sure is fun for the live crowd there. But to watch it on TV, it was cool once, but you know, maybe twice. But I don't need to see it every week. Um, (laughs) He doesn't look that great. He looks old. He's growing out of his beard. He's got a lot of gray in his beard. He looks sallow. You know, he, he never was a body guy, but he looks, you know, he looks almost sickly. And
0: he he ain't that
1: great a wrestler anymore. The, the, whether it's because he's deteriorated or the sport has caught him up, but now there's lots of little
0: guys who
1: do the things he did and they do it better than he
0: does now. I agree with you. I mean, even a couple of shows ago, you and I were discussing what's, what does everybody see in CM Punk? I brought it up on the show myself to say, if you take away the pipe bomb, what is CM Punk? Is nobody. Is nothing. Like, you can't say that with the other legends. You can't say, if I take away Poon Tang Pie from The Rock, he's still got a bunch of other hits. You take away Austin's best segment, which could arguably be his Austin 316 promo. He's still got a bunch of memorable segments. Hogan, all these legends. You, you can count multiple places. Punk is not that same guy. What are you going to talk about? The straight edge society, uh, Nexus, like that's all like B level shit.
1: Yeah, no the 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 next thing that comes up after the pipe bomb is he got fired on his wedding day.
0: Yeah, and so I've always questioned about the this love affair with CM Punk. But it's because
1: his, it's because his story on screen and getting fired was the birth of internet smartdom in wrestling.
0: Yeah, I guess it was, and it's also not only that, but like I guess he was a martyr. It was this martyrdom. It was. Yeah. Oh, he, you know, he spoke his mind and he t- took it to the man and the man fired him. And so he he's was the folk right. hero.
1: He, yes. He, he, he lost the battle, but he d- died on his principles. Uh, somehow he still managed to stay relevant. Everyone wanted him to come back. And then there were people like me saying he's never going to come back and I don't care if he does. And then he did come back and everyone's so excited. But now it's just another guy. He's just he's he's just another guy and he's not really doing much of anything. And they can't really have him doing much of anything because who's he gonna do it? Is he gonna beat up Jungle Boy? Is he gonna beat up Adam Cole? Is he gonna beat Kenny Omega? Not before they get the title off of him.
0: Um, you know, so yeah. 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 I you know what I liken it too is um Alanis Morissette. You know, Alanis Morissette in that first album, Jagged Little Pill, she had a lot of fire was angry, uh, suffered heartbreak, and was really angry. And that, that and she poured everything out onto that album. But no other album after Jagged Little Pill hit like Jagged Little Pill. It's a sad It's hard to thing. be angry when
1: you make $25 million.
0: <laughs> right. And I think it's hard for CM Punk to stay angry at a guy that he's... Like, his draw was that he had this beef with Vince and WWE, But now he doesn't have this boogeyman to stay angry with it unless it's like a fake contrived story that he's going to be angry at Tony Khan, which is not being built yet. But maybe they get desperate enough to try going down that road. But I wanted to pivot here a little bit with you to since it is a, a bit of a slow week with wrestling. Do you think now looking back after a month after All Out, did Tony Khan, the ratings have been slowly dipping, dipping, dipping every week. Did Tony Khan push the trigger too soon on debuting Punk, Danielson, and Cole? Should he have stretched that out within the six-week per- period to maintain the highs? or did he blow his load too soon?
1: It sure feels like he blew it too soon. Um, I guess it depends if he really is having conversations with other people who he's, you know, he's keeps talking about bringing people in, but if he's talking about bringing in Bobby Fish and Lee Moriarty and uh, Minoru Suzuki for appearance matches from time, you know, uh, while he's still in the States, that, that isn't exciting. But if it's, you know, I know he said he's not talking to Bray Wyatt. he never said anything about not talking to Wyndham Rotunda. Um, you know but you know, how many of these guys can you bring bring in for them to remain exciting or for you to forget about other people? I mean there's a there's dozens of AW stars that get no talk. One of them is the Scorpio Sky who just resigned for five years. I'm not sure why. I mean I guess the money is good and he's not working that hard. Um, but everyone, you know, you know the Cesaro syndrome. Wrestling fans always saying Cesaro should leave. Now they're saying Kevin Owens should leave. To do what? Just, just take the money. He wants to follow his passion. He's going to be in the story for three or four months, and then, and then he'll be Andrade, Mired. He'll be or Brian Pillman Jr. Except he'll be forty or forty-one. I mean, most of these guys aren't doing anything, or or he'll be in some seven-person faction and faction wars all the time. I mean, does that really feel like it's important? I mean, be in the elite is, is supposed to be the, the top of the line, but is anyone in the, the elite really important besides Omega and the Bucks? Are the Good Brothers really important? Are Nakazawa and Cutler important? No. Is Adam Cole important? Yeah, sort of, but I have to be honest. I forgot he was in the elite until just I just said it. Um, so uh, – you know, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I don't. There's already too many people there, and you have too yeah. many big names. I mean, what is Rusev supposed to be doing next? Miro, sorry.
0: Yeah, your your guess is as good as mine. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, going back to CM Punk, like you talk about Tony Khan exposing this uh, full gear. Uh, pay-per-view card on a sheet of paper at the Jacksonville Jaguars game. He's got CM Punk fighting Wardlow. Like, if it's legit, is that drawing anybody? No, I don't think so. I don't know, but I mean, you
1: know CM Punk is, isn't losing and we know that MJF is in a program with somebody else. So, it, it, it's sort of irrelevant. Uh, you know, it, it, again, it's an exhibition match, but you know, I mean, obviously Wardlow is big enough and strong enough to carry CM Punk, but is he skilled enough? And is CM Punk strong enough to carry Wardlow? And we saw the Hobbs match, which was okay, but there were some dangerous spots there. Wardlow's bigger than Hobbs. Um, you know, I don't know if he weighs more, but he's, he's a taller man. Yeah um, and
0: ho- not to mention Hobbs is better in the ring than Wardlow is. He's not as green.
1: Um I'm not even sure if you're right or wrong. I just haven't seen enough of Wardlow in it, but I'm not going to say I, I'm not going to argue with you. You're you're probably right. Um you know I mean then... I wouldn't
0: be I wouldn't be too crazy saying Wardlow might be the second coming of him. CM Punk getting into the ring with Ryback?
1: yeah it's possible yeah uh, you might not be wrong um and the rest of the card i mean it's it seems like a good card on paper but i'm not sure what all the stories are. i mean wasn't isn't it moxley versus somebody that's also it's a moxley
0: face? versus danielson
1: yeah what what sense how does you, that make
0: what's that how for? Are you getting there
1: Exactly. There, Moxley has just been in exhibition matches since it's Moxley versus various old guys from New Japan and a few tag team matches. So this this is an exhibition match. This is basically the YouTube match that's going to be on well later tonight because uh, we're recording this. It's it's October fifteenth, uh, wee hours of the morning. Um, Page versus Omega, of course. I think it's the Young Bucks against the Jurassic Express. Is that right?
0: It's the Young Bucks versus, oh, shit, Lucha Brothers versus FTR. I think it is Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers, or it's, yeah, and then it's Inner Circle versus America's Top Team again.
1: Which, and the Men of the Year.
0: Yeah, so it's. With,
1: like, yeah. 72 people in, in the Top Team corner.
0: A subtle difference. The only one I care about is Page and
1: <laughs> uh, but I, I can see why. I've I, I've heard a lot of about her. People saying I looked at her. Yeah, she is a pretty woman. But I, I'm I'm more of an Ivy Nile person on NXT. Hey,
0: listen, I, I I don't blame you. I mean, Ivy Nile, Mandy Rose, who? Yeah,
1: NXT's making NXT NXT's bringing the beef. Um,
0: toxic attraction. I never wanted to be poisoned more in my life.
1: Yeah, no, I've never wanted you to be poisoned more in your life either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, I you know I think it, you know the card sounds okay, but I don't really think that it's must see. It's like we pretty much know who's gonna win everything. I you know, but I. But that's
0: I, the that's the thing. Like I'm I'm always just flabbergasted by Tony Khan's amazing way of just booking things that you like. In I can tell you right now, what you're gonna see is Hangman's gonna win the championship. You're gonna see for the first time hangman is going to kick out of a one wing angel. Everybody's going to mark the fuck out. Everybody's going to mark out when hangman wins. And it's like the one thing is like, you know, when dusty beat Ric Flair, nobody thought he could do it. It was a surprise. Nobody fantasy booked it because there was no such thing as fantasy booking. Scroll back 40 years into the future now everybody's a fucking fantasy booker. And so Tony Khan is just he's giving you what you want. You want a hangman. You you think you see where this is going. And in many ways, everybody does. So this is the happy ending that everybody wants. Where like I I don't know. I I I just I I have a hard time understanding like why everybody's like. So wrapped up and and you know enthralled by this, when it's just so predictable.
1: But that's what they want. That that we've discussed. It is before, what they that, want, right? This is what smart marks want. They want to be right. They want to be in the know. They want to think that 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 they know what's going on, and then they get it. So their expectations are met. What happens next after that? I don't know. Probably Omega is going to become you know in, in attraction matches, for, you know, for a year or so. Um, do you think
0: it's also that like they feel like they're it's a justification of their their wrestling intellect i told you hangman was going to win the title i told you to yes. be patient and yes look i'm right
1: we both know people like that who have been saying that they have been they've, they've been saying i mean they were like me predicting jimmy so coming back they've been talking about hangman page coming back and getting the title you know, for a while, but, you know, a lot of people have been saying it's going to come around full circle. It's going to be full gear, and they're going to get it. They're they're going to get it, and, okay, listen, that's that's fine. I'm, you know, it's not like I, you know, Omega's stuff was really entertaining for a while, but, I mean, really, ever since Christian, it's gone sort of downhill quite a bit, so, you know, it's time for change. Do I think hangman's gonna turn it up a notch do i think he's got that spark like i i i compare to hangman page to drew mcintyre a lot they've got most of the tools but something's just missing that that authenticity that spark that whatever that natural charisma that makes you want to really love or hate the guy isn't there so maybe you want to see them get to the mountain but once they're at the mountain then what uh and i'm not sure if hangman's that guy or not but hey i hope he I hope he proves this wrong because I've been watching him since he's in Ring of Honor and he was he was the low man on the totem pole in in the bullet club. Then he was the low man on the totem pole in the elite. Then he left the elite and you know was has been mired. I mean, aw's only been around for two years and changed, but it feels like hangman's been mired in this morass and the swamp of hardy family office and the dark order for five years.
0: It does, doesn't it? All righty. So we'll Um, see. All right, so we're gonna find out what happens tomorrow night uh, on—I mean, this Friday night on uh, Rampage and SmackDown.
1: It'll be tonight, yeah. Um, But did you want to talk about the frustration or the the comments with WWE's women's booking?
0: Um, Do you want to do that now or jump into Crown Jewel predictions? Let's
1: do Crown Jewel predictions. It's fine.
0: All right, let's just jump into that because I feel like we can cover that in the rest of the uh, the week in wrestling. I know you're very opinionated on Raw, and I, you know, I, I didn't, I, I, felt didn't feel as strongly about you as Raw. I can see where a lot of people were upset with the way that it was booked and what happened. I mean, last several weeks of Raw was, you know, pretty, pretty good. Um,
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't.
0: Yes, it was. You said it yourself. The last several weeks have been pretty good booking on Raw. And, and and this one was just complete shit. I have um I'm interested to hear about your thoughts on um what's this match? Uh the the, the, the crown the crown the king the queen, queen's crown matches because everybody's just so like, Man, the revolution is dead. No it's not, you idiot. <laughs> the
1: the revolution but, was, was dead before it started.
0: well listen, that, that's another story. Let we'll get into it. All right, Crown Jewel predictions. Let's start with the Universal Championship. Should we start with the Universal Championship? Match? Why not? Fuck it. Um, we're here now. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Who do you see winning?
1: Roman's going to win.
0: Uh, you see any fuckery? You see uh, uh, Heyman choose a side. What, what, do we, what do we got here?
1: Yeah, I think Heyman chooses sides. I think he does fuckery to Brock and, you know, acts like he's going to give brock the belt and then hits brock over the head with the belt and but that's not going to be enough to get the win brock will walk into a double super kick by the usos and then he'll stumble back into a superman punch or a spear from roman and then that'll that'll be that
0: very good so you say roman retains
1: roman retains
0: all righty so we've got um i agree with you i think roman retains i think i can see that happening or i can also see roman beating brock clean Um, because we haven't seen Roman do that yet. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Brock, uh, sorry, Brock.
1: Brock. Brock's definitely winning
0: that one. (laughs) Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Who do you got here, Jeff?
1: Okay. Bianca has been moved to Raw, correct? Yep. Sasha, uh... Is on SmackDown. Becky is also on Raw with Seth.
0: Right. No, nope, Seth is on. Nope, Seth is on uh, Raw.
1: Right, and Becky is being moved to Raw with Seth.
0: Oh, that's right. Yes.
1: So, Sasha has to win. Not,
0: maybe. I don't
1: know. I mean, unless they're going to have Bianca get over and then they're going to swap title belts again
0: yeah i'm gonna go
1: i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with sasha i I think that's
0: exactly what's gonna happen i think bianca wins her title back and they're sasha bianca and charlotte are gonna swap titles
1: yeah that that would be that would be hideous i I cannot imagine that they do something that stupid twice in a row but every time i say that you're right and i'm wrong but (laughs) You know, one of the wonderful things about me is I'm not afraid to be wrong again. I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to go with the math. Sasha wins cuz she's the only one on Smackdown.
0: All right. I'm going to I'm going to be interested to hear how you think Charlotte's going to then drop this belt to somebody on Raw
1: cuz she's going to win Queen of the Queen of the Ring.
0: Who? Charlotte? Charlotte's yeah. not even in it. She'll find a way in. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, WWE Championship, Big E versus Drew McIntyre.
1: Big E. Big is the one that's on Raw, so I'm, I'm going to stick with that. And then Drew is about the only semi-big name face that was moved over to SmackDown. So, yeah, there, there it is. Do
0: you think they use this opportunity to just heal up Drew entirely? Like, we're going to see him just completely go off the rails on Big E?
1: It would be swell. Except they need faces on SmackDown to to have a feud with Roman for the next three months until Brock's ready to come back again or until his contract dictates it or until they decide that, that Goldberg's going to say to him, you're next, I'm the tribal chief because I'm the chief of the tribe of the Israelites or whatever um, and <laughs> so still still uh, Miro's gimmick say I, I'm the chosen champion or whatever it is that would be God awful. and and sadly I, I just put that into the ether um, I would rather see Big E heal it up because he lacks that gravitas because his safe place is sort of the the clowniness of the new day which sort of works in a team but doesn't work as a solo star at least not for me
0: I like, I I see Big E winning, and I do see Drew um, turning mega heel here. I think, you know, you've got Big E as this huge baby face. Why not after the match just have Drew go to town on him? And you can figure out the heel face business on SmackDown later. But, you know, signs are pointing that Drew's been wanting, uh, leaning towards heel. Last several weeks, I think it comes to a head. At this Biggie's point. the heel
1: just by talking about his nipples on Raw twice.
0: Maybe, maybe. Um, the next match: Lashley versus Goldberg. Yeah, talking about Raw. Lashley had a promo that was la- lasted longer than any of the women's mat. Uh, uh, Queen of, the, I'm gonna keep calling it Queen of the Ring. Fuck this, Queen's Crown bullshit. <laughs> so Lashley's got a longer promo than than any of these uh Queen of the Ring matches. And his the biggest pop he gets, practically almost the biggest pop of the night, and there wasn't that many people in San Francisco. That's where Raw emanated from this week. So they
1: <laughs> In fairness, it was five o'clock there on a Monday.
0: Oh, true i think that's one of the things that wasn't pointed out and
1: i know it was columbus slash indigenous people's day but that is no longer a federal holiday and my guess is that that the state of california doesn't close um for columbus day
0: that also plus there was a a, a playoff game that i think was in san francisco
1: and they only they only released about 4100 tickets and they sold 3900 so it's not like they were expecting you know, a big crowd. I'm not, I mean, I'm sure they would have released more had they sold, like, gangbusters, but it seems like they're... they. I mean, they, if they've guessed, they guessed it pretty much 98% correct.
0: Right. So, on this episode of Raw, Lashley cuts this promo, pretty weak promo, in my opinion, with the exception of the one line that gets over and pretty much is one of the loudest pops of the night, was... I'm going to kill you, Lashley, and I'm going to retire you. I'm going to end your career. So, here we have Lashley. You mean
1: I'm going to kill you, Goldberg?
0: Yeah, I'm going to kill you, Goldberg. Why? I'm
1: gonna, I'm gonna, Lashley gonna you. wasn't saying I'm going to kill you, Lashley. Like, he was going to commit suicide in the third person.
0: <laughs> Maybe he's he's meaning like he's going to evolve Lashley into a, a super Lashley. Apotheosis. A Apotheosis. <laughs> He's referring to Lashley, but he's now going to evolve into Smashley. Like well, I've he's the heard. almighty,
1: so he, he can become a god. There you go. Uh, I'm all for that, yeah. But, I mean, I mean, this match is idiotic, but of course Goldberg's going to win through some sort of
0: stupidity. Do you think that Lashley's going to put Hook in the, um, the, the, the hurt lock?
1: I think that... Lashley will waste too much time with Hook and walk into a spear, <laughs> and then there will be another awkward jackhammer.
0: You think Goldberg's going to win?
1: Of course Goldberg is going to win It's Saudi Arabia.
0: You're out of your mind. I think Lashley's going to win this match.
1: Lashley's not there to win.
0: La- so you think Lashley's going to lose, and we're going to see a victorious Goldberg and a victorious... Hook Goldberg.
1: That's right. The Jews are going over in Riyadh.
0: Oh no! Oh no! Oh, I don't like it. What do you? Now that we're halfway through this card, what? What do you think of the rumor? Do you do you believe this rumor or not? Did that Hook and,
1: and and Gage are the same bars? And yes.
0: No, no. We already know the answer to that one. Right. You've never seen the two in the same place. Never will. Um, That's just a the, mirror. That the crown prince asked for from Vince for CM Punk and Dale Bryan. No, I don't believe that. You know <laughs> You think the crown the, the a couple years ago the crown prince was said to have asked for Yokozuna uh, and An I, I think the Warrior? Ultimate war
1: Yeah, that I and believe they
0: were, they were both that. That one you believe.
1: Yeah, because it's the era when he grew up. I mean, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk were the eras afterwards.
0: Okay. So you think he, he's with it enough to know that they work for Tony Khan and not No, I I,
1: right? I, I I first of all, I don't think that either of those guys are the same type of cartoonish lar- larger than life type of characters that, that he's ever requested before. He he wants he wants they're they're a different kind of they're a different kind of big name. They're only big in wrestling itself
0: okay all right fair like enough. if
1: they're like if people saw daniel bryan they may recognize him as the meme guy <laughs> for yes 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 the gif
0: i was gonna for, ask, i was gonna i was gonna clarify yeah, that yeah for,
1: for yes 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 or JIF. i i don't think that people outside of wrestling have any idea who CM punk is i don't think they have any idea who phil brooks is unless they're really a die hard on you know sort of obscure comic books and bad and a few bad horror movies
0: all right let's get back to these uh crown jewel predictions raw tag team championship match rk bro versus aj and almost you see aj and almost regaining their titles
1: no i mean jesus christ these these two teams have been facing each other and almost nobody else since before wrestlemania just end this already
0: so you would like to see AJ and Almost win?
1: No. AJ so and Almost will not win.
0: There's a rematch on Raw. I'm just There'll
1: thinking. still be rematches, even if they lose, because that's what Raw does. And because they broke thing. up every other tag team.
0: And they're staying on Raw, no?
1: Who? AJ and Almost? Yeah. But yes. this may be when AJ and Almost finally
0: break out. Ah, uh-huh. All right, we've got the. Which one do you want to do first, King of the Ring Finals or Queen of the Ring Finals?
1: Well, I don't want to disrespect the women, so let's do Queen of the Ring.
0: All right, so Queen's Crown, the Queen of the Ring. I'm not calling it Queen's Crown. This shit is. It. It. it, I feel like I'm Porky Pig at the end of uh, Looney Tunes. That's all, folks.
1: It's called the Queen's Crown, so that's what you should call it.
0: Crown. That's what it's called. Get a hold of yourself. It's a shitty right. name.
1: Who's in the match?
0: You Well, the the four people that are left right now, because again, we're recording this before SmackDown, so we don't so know the- So, Tony
1: U- Storm, oh. right? Liv Morgan, right? Nope. 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 Wrong nope. guy, huh? Even I'm
0: right
1: here. Dana I Brooke, wish. for sure.
0: I wish. Nope.
1: Hmm. Lana?
0: N- oh my God, I wish. I wish. Asuka?
1: Bailey. Nope. Nope. Huh. Okay. All right.
0: So our our final four at this present time at our recording is Shayna Baszler, mm-hmm. not Shayna uh, uh, whatever.
1: <laughs> good, good one. <laughs>
0: thank you, thank you. That was a good pull. Uh, so we've got Shayna Baszler, Do Drop,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Zelina Vega, mm-hmm. and oh my god, and Carmella.
1: Nella money.
0: So your pick is Carmella?
1: It should be Shayna Baszler. She's already the queen of spades. She deserves it, but I would rather see her in the actual raw title picture. This is a heel gimmick, but she's a heel also. And in Saudi,
0: Carmella can't
1: dress sexy. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Shayna.
0: At this point in time, there's only one face in the entire uh, uh, tournament left.
1: Car- Carmelo's ring gear.
0: <laughs> no, I mean Do drop.
1: Oh. Um yeah, no, 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 no to do drop. Um I mean Eva Marie is obviously gonna cost do Drop. this thing. I say obviously, it's not gonna happen. Um I'd love it. Oh god. I really want to say Carmella just because it'll drive people crazy and it's such a gimmick that she should have uh, because what else is she going to do? And Shayna can actually, you know, do wrestling. God, Vince would want it to be Carmella, but it's in Saudi Arabia, so we're not going to be able to see her boobs. Um, Shayna.
0: I think it's going to be Shayna too. I think this is her time to kind of look like the, the boss again. Like, it's just big beast that she was in nxt i think this is how they rebuild her they've been trying to rebuild her and despite what everybody's saying about how you know they wanted all the the queen's crown matches should be really long uh nobody wants to see fucking Shayna baszler versus dana brooke go what a 30 minute broadway jeff this is bullshit
1: no, no, I agree with you on that, but the aggregate of all three of the matches shouldn't have been eight minutes and change. I mean, Shana could I mean Dana Brooke has no business being in that match, period. And by the way, the Corey Graves comment that everybody was outraged about, clearly it was either a storyline that was dropped or it wasn't a storyline. So once again, me giving too much credit to, to WWE. Um but yeah, I I don't know. I just I just feel like there's gonna be a lot of outside interference and also a lot, a lot of paydays. Like I feel like Dana might get her revenge by costing Shayna the match. I, I feel like Eva Marie may screw Dewdrop. I just, I just but that's not really how WWE's pay per views have been booked lately. Um I just really want to give this to Carmella.
0: I I, I just really, really want to give this to, to, to I mean, Carmella. I know you really want to give it to Carmella, but who
1: doesn't? Um That's true. No, I mean this would be perfect for her walking around with a scepter and a crown and like a oh uh, my like God, a Like a, you know, white-rimmed red cape with the black spots on it.
0: Also, like, wouldn't it be a good gimmick to give Zelina too? Like, is there any way, any chance in hell that she wins it?
1: Um, no.
0: Yeah, I don't see it. I see... I agree. I I. I think my first pick is Shayna and my second pick is, is Carmella only because Carmella has been taking a lot of losses lately. And so this is why, you know, Hey Vince, it's time to pay me back, buddy. I just put over Bianca, you know, leading up to WrestleMania. I've been taking L's ever since it's time to pay me back. All right. All right, Carmella, I got you. That's fine.
1: I think we're, we're talking way too long about the least important match on the card.
0: No, we're not. We didn't we didn't spend that much time talking about Lashley versus Goldberg. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about the King of the Ring finals. Um Let me see. Who are our finalists at this present time? This one I haven't I haven't followed.
1: Xavier Woods.
0: Xavier Woods. Um he faces off with Jinder Mahal. And then who's on the other side?
1: Doesn't matter. Is Sammy Zayn is losing to whoever he's wrestling because he's not going, not going more? to Saudi. I don't think so. He's got the IC, IC championship. Mm. Didn't Rick Boogs win a match?
0: <laughs> Rick Boogs. Isn't he Isn't still it? in this thing? He's, he's Let me see this. Uh, let me look this up now. I got to look up this other thing. King of the Ring 2021. All right. Who's left? Who is left? We're looking this up. We got the bracket right here. We got... You edit uh, this that's week. it. Sami Zayn and Finn Balor, Xavier Woods versus Jinder Mahal. Those are your final four.
1: Okay. So it's obviously going to be Finn Balor versus uh, Two Faces. It could be. They, they they could do that, because the Saudi, they don't care about that. If it's... If, I mean, Finn is the prince, so him to get promoted to king. I just can't see Finn with... I mean, that crown would be like a necklace on him. Um, I mean, Jinder you know, with Zayn's
0: it. not going, not going there.
1: Right. No, yeah. Sami is definitely not going. Um, Jinder would be like the ultimate middle finger to the crowd, and that's so WWE. But I'm going to stick with Xavier Woods. I, I think that they love their new day guys and xavier really really wants this i think they like him and there hasn't been a face king of the ring for a long time so king xavier and and i also my hope which is probably wrong is that him being the king will keep him and kofi from wrestling the usos for the next 10 straight months
0: so you really think xavier woods is going to win this match you don't think um finn balor wins
1: why would Finn Balor win? I mean, like, I see well, Finn,
0: I see Finn win, winning this.
1: They gave him the NXT title twice. He he didn't draw. Car- He he carried them to the same ratings that they got this week for a show where nobody knows anybody on the on the entire <laughs> roster.
0: <laughs> wow. All right. Any chance they give it to gender?
1: Yes. Because that would be a middle finger to, like, all wrestling fans except for the absolute trolls. And WWE does do one thing, and that's troll service.
0: Oh, well, let me ask you this. Since we really were in a podcast, we were, we were in a podcast back when Jinder was the champion. What were your thoughts on – this is very uh, polar. We were in a we're podcast when Jinder when was champion? I mean, in, in my head, you know, we were always bantering – in Facebook, you mean groups. in the in the
1: wrestling Facebook group that, yes. that was yes. part of a podcast that was related to a podcast. It was the
0: podcast in in my head. Whenever I was like, "Hey, let's have some coffee chats," we I should see. record these. But mm-hmm. what was what is your impression of Jinder Mahal as the WWE champion?
1: He sucked. <laughs> he was he was terrible at it.
0: I liked him as the
1: WWE champion. Of course, you did.
0: I love. Listen, Jeff don't don't act like you don't boogie down to that entrance music. The music is fine. He sucks. <laughs> he was a good. He listen. He's a heel champion. He's. A, you, you, you can't say that he's any better than any worse than fucking Great Khali.
1: Oh, he's totally worse than Great Khali. Great You're Khali, out of Khali
0: fucking for fucking mind.
1: Great Kali for one is seven foot three. He looked like a monster. I'm always gonna go with an ogre or a golem over just a he guy looked with looked back. Like
0: me. a monster. He looked like that idiot that was in the Oddities. Who was that guy? A Kurgan, yes. Yeah,
1: another monster.
0: <laughs> no, he wasn't a fucking monster. No, Nicole Bass was a, more of a fucking monster than Kurgan. Well,
1: she certainly is a monster, but I—I I mean, just because one person's a monster doesn't mean someone else's. But gender does didn't look the no. The great Holly was a monster. Gender just a big guy with with
0: horrible back
1: name. Oh
0: my god! This this gender slander cannot. I can't.
1: Don't hinder the gender.
0: Don't hinder the gender, that's right. All well, right and like if he's gonna
1: be the king, why'd they separate him from one of his bodyguards?
0: Because Veer or Shanky or whatever, skanky, Manky.
1: He's Mankey. keeping skanky.
0: He they suck.
1: Well, they think Veer can wrestle, which is I guess why they're making him putting him solo, but whatever they think, he's still better off with this group. I don't know why they hate factions. I mean, A W has faction overdose. WWE is like allergic to factions.
0: I know. It's. I wish that we would go back to having some factions. Mansoor, I can't believe we're still going with this fucking card.
1: Mansoor, Mansoor. is beating Ali. He's he's Mansoor he's a Saudi Allah. Arabian, so he's winning.
0: Do you think that Mansoor versus Ali is the main event? No. It's the opening match. Probably. All right. I mean.
1: <laughs> Normally, you would say it's going to be Brock's match so he can get the hell out of there, but, but uh, it's got to be the minute.
0: The flight won't leave until everybody's there.
1: Right. Well, I mean, Brock is probably going to take a flight straight to Abu Dhabi to the casinos.
0: Mm. Oh, no, he's not. Seth, he doesn't like people. Seth Rollins versus Edge in Hell in a Cell.
1: God, who gives a fuck? I can I cannot believe that they moved them both to Raw. I mean, at least separate the two. I mean, Edge, they should have kept on SmackDown. So there's, They're going to fight forever. God forbid, um I mean, edge is gonna win because he's the good guy in Saudi Arabia, and he's probably the only one that they that the Crown Prince knows from the good old days um maybe
0: mm-hmm. but
1: you know I mean, yeah sure the the forty eight year old should always go over the thirty five year old right
0: right, but I don't know, I think uh edge has been taking a lot of losses here.
1: He's he hasn't been taking a win. lot of anything because he, he's been he he's hasn't wrestled.
0: He has. The, the last couple of times that Seth has has wrestled him, he's gotten over on Edge.
1: Right. Which is why Edge is gonna win.
0: Right. Thank you. Mark. And
1: then they're probably gonna form a mixed match or mish match, mismatch tag team.
0: <laughs> That'd be some shit put them together.
1: The home invaders.
0: Oh my god. Oh be great. All right, that's Crown Jewel predictions. Let's talk about this week in wrestling. Let's start with how awful Raw was. So we were talking about the Queen of the Ring. What are your thoughts on on the hullabaloo that has been created about the amount of time these matches have taken? You said it yourself. They're an aggregate of eight minutes, an average of two per match. Is it a big deal? Is the women's evolution dead?
1: Yeah, it, the women's evolution is not dead. And forget about me saying that there never was one. That that, that can be for another topic. I mean, everyone's heard me rant about power, whatever impacted with their knockouts. I'm sure nobody watched that either. Uh, we know that WWE evolution years ago, the no, nobody went to see that. Nobody watched it. So there's it, just not the the market for it. Um, standing alone. That's a the, the length of the... The length of the matches is absurd, and not just because we need to see Broadway's, but seeing five- or six-minute matches would be fine. And it's not just about the women. All of the matches should be like that because Raw is so filled with filler, it's impossible to watch. I mean, you have recaps from the week before. You have recaps of things that happened earlier that night. You have promotion for Crown Jewel. You see the same guys three or four times in three or four segments a night give me matches, make the matches a little bit longer. I don't care if they have the, the people from 205 Live on there or whoever they've squirreled away on NXT that you haven't seen in weeks and, and let them have a you know a, an NXT battle royal for a contract or something. Whatever, give, give give me different. Give me something on TV that's not the same. So if the women's matches could have been four to seven minutes each instead of 90 seconds each, yeah, I think that would have been a good thing, but I I don't think it has anything to do with the women's evolution being dead. I mean, you still have the best women's wrestlers in the world under the WWE umbrella. You have probably two and a half rosters worth of women that are that are better than anyone other than maybe the the top five women wrestlers in all other promotions aggregate. You know, I'll, I'll give I'll give you Thunder Rosa. I'll give you Diana Perazzo i I Brit, I'll give you a cheetah, even though I'm not really sure. No, Britt's a great character. She's not a great wrestler. She's good enough.
0: What about Deep Serena Deeb? To injury
1: Skill-wise, her. yes, but, you know, and I like the heel turn, but no, I, I wouldn't put her... I mean, she's nowhere near, like, an Io Shirai or Raquel Gonzalez or... As far as, you know... and And... Right now, I'm more interested in watching, you know, Mandy Rose for reasons. Um, I just, you know, I just think there's just a ton more. Um, You know, and even though they're in a bit of a lull or she's in a bit of a lull, I mean, you still have Shayna Baszler. You still have Rhea Ripley. You still have Charlotte. Oscar's going to come off the injured list soon. Bailey will be back in a couple of months or two or three months. Got Bianca, Sasha. um, Becky's back. I I mean, there's... I think I said Charlotte, but if not, yes, Charlotte. Absolutely. So, well,
0: that's my my problem with this, uh, you know, this narrative of the women's evolution is dead and they're not taking this thing seriously, is because on the same show, Monday Night Raw, you had Sasha Banks, you had Bianca Belair, you had Becky Lynch, and Charlotte in a match. It was a tag match that started out as and then turned out into, you know, a Donny Brook.
1: It started out Donnie Brook.
0: And, and the whole then it thing was going to get along worse. It lasted a commercial break throughout the three hour show you before these this match, they were giving you promos for them. So like if you if you chuck all the time up that they had, they had at least probably thirty minutes out of the three hours um dedicated to those four women and their story So don't tell me that, like, the women's evolution is dead just because, you know, oh, I didn't get Natty versus Dewdrop in a fucking 15-minute classic. Like, nobody wants to see that shit.
1: I mean, if you're talking about devoting time to women's wrestling, nobody has anything on WWE writ large. They, They have more time devoted to women's wrestling. It's practically equal time. I think it is equal time on NXT, um, but it's mm-hmm. practically equal time, and on the aggregate, they have more women's wrestling than Stardom, which I'm pretty sure is only an hour a week or whatever. WOW starts in ten months, which will be an hour a week. So, yeah, yeah no, no one's got anything on WWE time-wise, and probably not talent-wise either way. That that said, how they use that time was shitty. That doesn't mean the women's evolution is dead by any means. Um, it, it just it just was a really shitty week in women's wrestling WWE. But uh, I mean, I'll say it again, it was a shitty week. Period. I mean, we had the same story in back to back matches with tag teams, the tag team that couldn't get along. In one case, both tag teams couldn't get along, and one one tag team couldn't get along. But it was the same shit. Both 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 matches, and that really <laughs> stupid clusterfuck where they. You know they're all fighting outside, and for whatever reason, the officials decide to come out and try and break it up. And then the SmackDown and Raw really official officials say we're stopping the match and we're restarting it. And then there's still the same sort of fuck finish count out that they didn't do the first time. They allowed the second time. It was just dumb. It was just dumb storytelling. And then, then with I the men's match, show. the whole thing with the Usos is stupid because what the hell did what what state does Roman have? In Big E and, and uh Drew McIntyre getting along, neither one of them is facing Roman anytime soon. Roman's facing Brock Lesnar, Big E is facing Drew McIntyre. So, what the hell does Roman care? I mean, if anything, I would think that they would go against Big E to give Drew McIntyre an edge so he would win the WWE championship go to SmackDown, and then Roman's plan would be to get both titles and unite them. That's at least a story I could sort of understand, but it, it, it didn't make any sense. The best part of the night was the big knot on, on Drew McIntyre's head at the end. The he had like a golf ball-sized yeah, uh, knot on his temple. Yeah, but... Oh my but, God, but the maybe show the terrible. way
0: I interpreted the, the Usos sure. was, you know, Roman doesn't want to be associated with losers, so he... Says you guys got to do right. You guys got to look good for me.
1: Well, then he's about as good at this as as Arn Anderson because they lost.
0: <laughs> well, you know, Arn Anderson hasn't been the same since he fell off the ring apron a couple. Since he
1: jumped to the ring.
0: That's right. <laughs> um Okay, so that covers Raw. Now you were very very opinionated on another front. Just twenty four hours after Raw. that was related to nxt so last week we kind of deep dived into a lot of the new characters of nxt and we got a little more progression in storylines characters this week thoughts on nxt
1: actually i was very pleased with nxt this week that doesn't mean i loved everything i still don't like duke hudson's poker player character um i still like the, the chase universe the idea i still don't really like andre chase It's not that he's not playing it well. I just just don't dig his look. Um, The Lash Legend thing, it wasn't as terrible as it was the week prior. It's still not great, but it was okay. But I like the flow of the show. There was something always happening. We didn't have these long, obnoxious entrances. We didn't have recaps of recaps. You had, you know, once one wrestler was getting up and knocked down, you had the other wrestlers coming down the aisle with their music. You had toxic aggression walking in. Uh, right with with when you know Joe Gacy is being, con- you know, is confused, uh, Harlan, you know, after that that strange, you know, sort of segment. Well, Joe Gacy was if he beat Tommaso Ciampa, it was gonna be a three way for the NXT title match at, at Halloween Havoc. He didn't win, he, he lost to, uh, to Ciampa in a, in a pretty good match, and then Parker Boudreaux, Harlan, um, did a, a attacked um. Champa, but Joe Gacy sort of intervened, and when Harlan was gonna like lay hands on him, like Joe Gacy like caressed his cheek, like with the reverse side of his hand, it was sort of weird.
0: Yeah, and
1: and like Harlan didn't know what to do with that. It, it's and like, He ran away, and he ran away like in terror. It was it, it was it was really weird. I, I don't know, but I'm but I I want to see what happens next. Uh, and then Gacy tried to hug Champa, and Champa stopped him. Um, and, and, but while they're, while they're sort of resolving that before they did something stupid and awkward or whatever, toxic aggressions music or toxic attractions, what music comes out and they start strutting out. They would, they give their speech. They, they have their match. They win their match and they're walking out. And as they're walking out, uh, the, the, I forgot the guy's name, but he's Samoan. It's like, it's like Quinn or coin something. I don't know. I, I like him. Whoever he is, he, he's. It's not clear if he's a heel or a face. Like he beat up the guy who walked in the door before the women the, the week before, um, and he beat Boa about four weeks ago and was supposed to be. Um,
0: That's not Kona Reeves, right?
1: It's no. It's definitely not Kona Reeves. No, he, this guy's good. He's 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 uh, Samoan. He's got the body tattoos all over. He does like uh, a martial arts. He, he's good. I like this guy. Whoever he is, anyway, he. His music is, and he can he cross paths with them. I mean, there was there was never any lull. The whole of Diamond Mine came out. Um, I don't know, just uh, everything flowed. There was always something going on. Every so segment like right led into another segment. Yeah, it was. I love the pacing. I love the show flow. I love the balance of it. it, and it felt like they fit a lot into two hours, like dynamite, but not as chaotic. Like it was, it was like organized dynamite. So if you start getting characters and people that, that you want to follow and invest in, you know, I I think the future is bright for NXT. I mean, it's, it's a reset and not all these gimmicks are going to work, but I think things like Tony D'Angelo is working and they somehow fit into the, the last legend show uh, with the producer. And he's kicking his, you know, he's in Tony D'Angelo's trunk because he wouldn't let Tony D'Angelo be on the show. Um, there's just like little things like that. It's like, you know, it's fun little wrestling stories. It's, it, it's, I like it. I thought NXT was really good.
0: All righty, all righty. Let me see here. What else did I write?
1: By the way, while you're on that, I mean, yeah. where's Samoa Joe? Where's William Regal? You know, Samoa Joe is one of the guys that we didn't mention that it could be an ace in the hole to bring up to SmackDown if you wanted to have Samoa Joe against another Samoan named Joe. Uh, You know, he's someone that they could possibly bring up as a face if needed.
0: They could, and it's been a while since him and Roman faced off, I think. Or just replace know,
1: Byron on commentary for Raw.
0: Jesus. I don't think that they have put them together because I think the, one, the one match that we all wanted that I don't think we got was Samoa Joe versus Brock. Could
1: do i should want to see that i didn't want to see the short oh. fat guy against the beast i'm not interested
0: wow, all right. so like so what's the other dream
1: match kevin owens against brock no thank you here,
0: here i got my last note besides before we get into like other wrestling news from around the, uh, the globe um you want to make the case for part-timers
1: yeah in wwe especially because they repeat the same goddamn thing over and over again the same matches over and over again i think if they had more part timers like edge and brock not goldberg cuz he sucks but like more things like more people like that that were only on you know every 3 weeks or or whatever i, I think things will get a lot less stale and and i think that especially the way wwe books and and their propensity for rematch after rematch after rematch and seeing and having the the same guy cut promos and vignettes and segments and matches four times in a show. I think more part-timers could only help with that.
0: Yeah, I think you're right about that. I've always been um, of the opinion that there needs to be an off season for the, some talent. And so, you know, one of the things that made that, Monday Night War. So great was the surprise factor of who's going to show up where. And when Vince cut that off because he was signing guys to longer term deals, um, it it just kind of dried up. And right now, like you kind of have the same thing, although they they are releasing guys from their contract. And, and that works in the favor of, you know, Tony Khan, AEW, you know, right now impact. You haven't really seen any of these former WWE guys go to ROH. Some one or two went to MLW, but that's pretty much it. So I think like having an off season for wrestlers, let's take Oscar for instance. Asuka did pretty good holding it down as the Raw Women's Champion during COVID. She finished her tenure, her run, and now go home. Go rest. Take it easy. We'll call you back in a a few months. Maybe debut you back at the Royal Rumble. And that's it. And you just be out and rest. And that way you have somebody built in for a surprise. Mm Mm-hmm so i think i I agree with you with this part-timer idea but i think it's a little bit different it's more like every talent should be scheduled to work eight to nine months out of the year i i
1: think that that's fair but you know depends what you say work because promo or vignette could also be work you know like edge hasn't wrestled in weeks and weeks and weeks but he feels like he's been on quite a bit um and Like I'd say, it's just a touch too much edge. Like a little bit less would be ideal. I think we're getting a touch too little with Brock, but he still feels special. Um, You know, again, Goldberg's the exception. Anything with Goldberg is too much at this point. But I, you know, there were or maybe still are plenty of people who I think would still be interesting. Like I think Sting. It's like I mean, I know people pretending it's not done. They're still excited to see him, but I'm not. And and I, I, I believe in their hearts that other people are. And I know people are still saying that it's been great for Darby to be pair with Sting. Why? He had the TNT title before he was uh, pair with Sting. And now he's not in any sort of title picture.
0: You know, you mentioned Darby here, so I've got to mention this. Um, I had the opportunity of being at the AEW Comic-Con panel and I was live tweeting From our Hammerlock Hangover Twitter account. So if you missed anything from that panel. You'll see there like. You know uh, Adam Cole. Mentioned was asked. uh, Who'd be your dream opponent. uh, From New Japan. And I think he mentioned Okada. Um, And everybody had an opinion. Everybody was, was very like engaged. The one guy that was not engaged, and I'm pretty sure this isn't like a work because he's, this is my character, was Darby. Like, they asked Darby, what's your dream opponent? And he's like, pass. Like, even Orange Cassidy answered the fucking question. Orange Cassidy said Zack Sabre Jr., Oh god. <laughs> or um or who's the other guy that's uh, Will. Off- no he did say Zack Saber Jr. He said give me Zack Saber Jr. So you know, it it's so fascinating to me seeing like these guys pretty much out of character a little bit. But for the little amount of words that I we got from Orange Cassidy at that panel, you could tell that Orange Cassidy is more char- charismatic than darby allen
1: well you could also tell that he wanted to he he wanted to have a true technical exhibition match with chain wrestling uh, that that's what he mm-hmm. wanted with with someone who's perceived to be the best technical chain wrestler in the world or one of them yep darby allen gave you no information adam cole obviously wanted to be with you know the you know the guy who's widely considered the best wrestler in japan and maybe one of the best in the world um yeah. and, and darby allen had no opinion. So. You know, yeah, maybe it's like maybe, Thunder
0: maybe, Rosa said, Io Shirai. Yeah,
1: like, maybe Tarpeon isn't that much of a wrestling fan. Maybe it's just how he makes his money.
0: Yeah, you know what? Maybe that's a good point. Maybe you're right. Like, I don't know, man. Like, the, just the lack of of awareness and just it just boggles me to this to this day. I don't know.
1: I'd like to see Thunder Rosa against the Shirai. I think that'd be cool.
0: I think so too. I think it'd be great. Hopefully she does it one, one day, but yeah. So if you didn't uh, hear anything that came out of that panel uh, at the New York Comic-Con, feel free to check out our live tweets from the Comic-Con panel. You'll see pictures of the panelists, Tony Schiavone moderated. So yeah, check that out and make sure you give us a follow on the Twitter.
1: Um, Jeff,
0: let's move on to news.
1: Okay. One thing we forgot to mention last week was the Twitch numbers that came out. We did gloss over it a little bit, and we touched on it just because Impact as a company for the year made seventy thousand dollars off of Twitch, and we sort of giggled about that. Uh, but we didn't give you any comparison for it. So Page individually, not Adam Page, not Ethan Page, Page, Soraya Bevis, Bevis, whatever her name is Paige who hasn't wrestled in several years, half a million dollars, almost half a million dollars from Twitch. Adam Cole about $300,000 from twitch just himself so about both of them individually were multiples of impact together they were more than 11 times what impact wrestling did um, some other notable names Xavier Woods did about 25,000 um, evil Uno my nemesis did about 35 or 36 thousand so somewhere in the, the mid uh, mid to low 30s um, other people up in that range Tyler Ble breeze was was around there um, so th- there's a full list but I just wanted to uh, touch on that a little bit um, news will Osprey is confirmed to be doing some work with MLW Major League Wrestling um, which seems to be sort of a odd place for him to go uh, I mean you know I don't know if that takes him out of the equation with AEW appearances or not I mean Bobby Fish did work with MLW and then sign with AEW, so maybe not. Uh, I was about
0: to say that. I think it doesn't take him out. If anything, it probably guarantees him an AEW contract because <laughs> AEW just loves picking up uh, MLW people.
1: Well, obviously MLW doesn't have long-term contracts for most of their people, and why would they for a guy who's, you know, new Jer- you know a new Japan guy? Uh, although Will Osprey was making some noises about how he wanted to come back to the UK and and probably stateside um the rock who was had been more or less confirmed for survivor series will not physically be at survivor series they still think that he's going to do a vignette or promo or video segment but he'll be filming in australia while survivor series is going on so it's you know almost confirmed he will not physically be there Tajiri is the new mlw middleweight champion for those of you who are wondering about that um, There's a new North American champion on NXT. There was a title change. Uh, Legado del Fantasma beat up uh, Top dollar and and uh, kidnapped him and Be Fab and drove them away. Uh, they made a big deal that nobody had seen Ashante the Adana. So apparently the story, you know, the inference was he was taken out earlier in the day and nobody had seen him. Uh, Swerve was actually really good in this in this role in the promo. And anyway, we had a match with Santos Escobar, uh, d- despite overcoming all the, uh, the uh, over, despite being outnumbered and uh, lots of other bad things happening, he prevailed and he beat Santos Escobar, which was a bit of a surprise. Um, when Legato came out to help Santos, Carmelo Hayes and Track Williams came out to, to uh, help uh, Swerve. Um, which, you know, there, there's really been very little interplay between Track and Carmelo and Top Dollar. and I think your first instinct was like, oh, oh, they're just pairing up more black guys with more black guys, you know, blah, 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 Is WWE doing this again. But no, that was not the story at all, and it was actually what I was hoping it was going to be because, um, you know, I don't dig Track Williams, and, and, you know, I've been saying Carmelo Hayes should be doing solo stuff after they did all that with him. Well, he cashed in his equivalent of money in the bank. He cashed it in, and he laid a couple moves out on uh, Swerve, and Swerve will go to SmackDown without the North American Championship, and Carmelo Hayes got the North American Championship. And I've heard some people say they hated it. I loved it. I thought it, was, I thought it was great. That's exactly what a cash-in is supposed to be. You're supposed to take advantage of it. And some of the same people who are criticizing this move were praising Big E winning the title in the exact same way. So I, I, I don't get it. But anyway, that was cool, but it's news. Good the Iconics have signed with Impact. So that makes a lot more sense than MLW being their immigration sponsors. I just don't think they did that, and I didn't think they did that. Impact, however, has been known to do it, so there we go. Um, on some other information, I've got a lot of numbers for people. It's not all wrestling, uh, but some of it's related. So MLW did its first week on TV on Vice, uh, and it was led in by Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring was the Johnny Canine episode, not a particularly anticipated episode. Didn't do particularly great in numbers. It did 137,000. MLW, I think they call it Alpha, or no, Fightland. They call it Fightland, was immediately thereafter. It only did 40,000, so not much of a, not much yes. help from Dark, Dark Side of the Ring. 40,000, uh, even from a 10 to 11 slot or whatever slot they're in, not great. Um, didn't even beat old Impact Dark Side of the Ring. Did Impact uh, 111,000 two Thursdays ago? SmackDown, as we uh alluded to earlier, is still sort of sticking around in the uh, just over two range. Um, uh, I think SmackDown did a 2.17, so something like that. Um, or 2.047, I think, is actually what they did, which is. Trending down, Rampage um did a five hundred and two thousand, uh, which the worst to boot now. Yes, there was there was baseball on, you know, that affected both shows, I suppose, if you believe that sort of thing. Um just so that you have some comparison and credit Brandon Thurston with doing this work, um Vice as a channel is in sixty million households. In America, access, which airs impact, is on 39 million um, households uh, on their cable systems. FS1, 73 million; TNT, 78 million; and USA, 77 million. So there, there, you know, you can sort of see the the amount of access those particular networks have. Um, Heals the last two weeks did 73,000, which was the same as prior weeks, uh, but their season finale did 81,000. That said, there's been no confirmation that it's going to be renewed. And again, this is from Brandon Thurston, and it was seconded by some others who looked into it, that those numbers are not good compared to other stars' original programming in the same time slot, just during different times of the year. Um, So... They don't. It doesn't compare favorably. Again, I have no idea about the costs, so I don't know if if it go you know if they're comparing it to like Power or Ghost Power or whatever other shows they have on Stars. I, so I don't know if those things cost a whole lot more or not. Um, there was a King of the Ring sort of lead-up show on FS1. I didn't even know it existed, but it did. One point six nine million uh, people. So something that I didn't even know existed did one point seven. Beat Raw. Uh, So, so that that's pretty positive. note news roads to the top. Now we know that they started at 432,000 and since then I've seen them go down to uh, 369,000 and then 295,000. So that seems to be uh, going ever down. Um, Also from Brandon Thurston. AEW versus other TNT original programming shows, such as Animal Kingdom and similar types of time slots, is doing well. Um, So it's either outperforming or doing equally well. Again, I I don't know cost versus cost on that. Um, RAW, pretty close to record lows. Yes, it was against baseball and football, but 1.582, very bad. You asked a few weeks ago, is Biggie not a draw? And I said it's too early to tell. I'm gonna still say it is with baseball and football. I you know, I, I'm not a big believer in, in wrestling fans actually watching sports instead of wrestling. But if they each take 10%, that's 20%. So um, let's see how it goes. But um, you know, the, the experiment so far not so great. And NXT 632 during the Wednesday night warrior, that would not be considered great. Probably even four months ago, that wouldn't have been considered great when they were thinking that Adam Cole versus Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Balor and Karrion Cross and all of those folks were on there. You know, they were hoping to be getting eight, you know, eight hundred thousand or at least over seven hundred fifty thousand, and they weren't. They were getting around this, you know, so six thirty-two for a, basically uh, an entirely new roster with probably no one that's known. Don't tell me people know Kyle O'Reilly, they don't. Don't tell me people know Roddy, um, Roderick Strong, they don't. Maybe they know Tommaso Ciampa, maybe, you know, you're, you're... so anyway, 632, nothing to get excited about, but, you know, but pretty good, and I, I, you know, I I recommend if you didn't watch NXT to watch it this past week, see if you agree with me, uh, because I think it gives hope for the future. And anyway, that Samoa Joe thing, that's my qa this week. I think they're holding him back for, for SmackDown to be someone for Roman to face next.
0: Interesting. Any other stuff?
1: Yeah. Well, the other thing is that it's probably going to be Drew because they've been fighting each other on house shows, including in Baltimore here a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. Dark matches. Very good. But yeah, that, that I think is all the news that – Did I have? Did you have anything else?
0: No, Jeff. I think that's pretty much it. I mean, it's been a pretty quiet week um, up until now, and you know, we got uh, SmackDown on Friday night, Rampage Friday night, Dynamite on Saturday night. So lots of lots of results to talk about on um, over the weekend.
1: Yeah, we had an easy week. I mean, there was. Basically nothing to report on SmackDown or Raw. They were basically whether you you thought they were as bad as I thought. They were basically commercials for Crown Jewel, and we had no Dynamite this week yet. So next week will probably be busier for us uh, to 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 do because we usually record Thursday night. So we'll have Dynamite, Rampage, SmackDown, Crown Jewel, and a, and uh, a whole bunch of us. Though I guess Dynamite's preempted next week also. So. We'll get get a little bit of a break. But, yeah, um, for those of you who want to hear Fuller ranting from myself about Raw, there's a show called Monday Machismo. It's on the PwC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, which carries Hammerlock Hangover. It was myself and Chris Silence of the Ams, Chris Ams, um, doing that show. It's usually uh, Jimmy T. um, But we covered for him this week. And, uh, yeah, I think that we made a pretty entertaining review and we both really hated raw so uh, so there we go if you really hated raw, raw I think you'll enjoy that show
0: <laughs> great what a what a plug
1: hey JD makes a lot of money complaining complaining about raw you know see the light Stephen see the light wait,
0: wait, 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 why not just follow him
1: you, you're talking about well I have never listened to the man maybe I should um I mean you're you're talking about buying properties in other continents.
0: I am. I am.
1: Yeah, so maybe, maybe and you should I follow know, the I'm money too
0: from all the AEW fans.
1: <laughs> well, there, there's certainly anywhere there certainly aren't anywhere you're talking about.
0: And John Moxley, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to Columbia next week, and I'm gonna ask random Colombians if they know John Moxley. I'll even try to record some some answers.
1: Ask them if they if they know Dean Ambrose also, and see if you get different oh my results.
0: God, that would be great. they would be like. I know it's great. That's why I'm telling you to do it. All right.
1: Yeah, but don't walk around with a Dean Ambrose T-shirt while you're doing it.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk around with just flailing five dollars at them, be like, you know Dean Ambrose, and then just wave the five dollar bill. They'll That's a like, good way to get kidnapped. See, si. <laughs> waving five dollars gets gets me kidnapped.
1: That's what I hear. I hear Colombia is very
0: dangerous. Wait till I whip out my penis.
1: Actually, what I hear... Oh, my God. Um, yeah, people will... How do you say it looks like a penis only smaller in Spanish?
0: <laughs> I don't want to tell you because then you're going to just say that.
1: By listening to podcasts, I would hear that most people say Colombia is the most welcoming country of them all. Yeah, for kidnappings. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> I, I, I was told um, don't get into a cab that you didn't order. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was common sense because I'm like, even in New York, like, why would I get into a cab that I didn't order? But then again, I would flag down a yellow cab. Don't eat it,
1: a pizza you didn't order.
0: Don't eat. Don't, a don't pizza. accept
1: delivery food that you didn't order.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm I, I've. I've heard that if you can handle the crime in New York City, then you'll be fine in Columbia. I don't know if that's accurate.
1: I don't know. I mean, I, I just fully expect you to come back missing fingers on one hand, missing an entire arm, and three toes.
0: They're going to be like, We hear you're the co host of the Hammerlock hangover. You must have a lot of money. And I'm going to be like, Sadly, your mistake.
1: I think before we let this go, we need to let people know that Steve's last name is Pena. He is Latino, and he oh, is actually right. of Colombian descent. That's so right. before right. you start calling him a racist,
0: that's right. um,
1: he's, I'm also, he's actually Colombian.
0: <laughs> that's right. And most of the time when I, when I do that Spanish voice, it's, it's almost very closely resembles a, an impression of my father. Who has a very Your father? Thick. Sounds like
1: Speedy Gonzalez in he slow has motion. A
0: very, he has a very thick, like Spanish, like like he's like slow. He's slowly head. Gonzalez. Yeah, he's he's always like. Ipa, Ipa. Andale, andale. He always calls me Stevie, hey, Stevie. You go to the wrestling shows? Yes, Dad, I still go. Oh, Do
1: you, you say Dad or Papa?
0: I call him Pops. Oh, okay. That's not good, oh, cool. Papa. Yeah. Papa. Papa. What, what am I? What am I asking for porridge too?
1: Yes, you like penelope.
0: Porridge. Papa, can I be a real boy? Can I have more
1: porridge? No, you're asking for to t- <laughs> and, and balloons.
0: <laughs> Papa, can I have another yuko or bland, sweet plantains? for more. That's right. That's right. Look at you. See, you know your stuff. This is what you're wearing in Ecuador soccer jersey.
1: Damn right I am. Football, not soccer. Football, you barbarian.
0: Perdón. No quiero ser pendejo. Mira pendejo.
1: Los gatos no tienen zapatos.
0: (laughs) Part two. Exactly. All right, guys. That's Hammerlock Hangover for you. I'm surprised we were able to pull almost a two-hour show together based on almost nothing, but I think we had some pretty good conversations about CM Punk, AEW blowing their load, and um, Crown Jewel predictions.
1: Yep. Thanks to the Wrestling Soup Network for having us on. Thanks for hitting the marks. We're on hitting the marks now as well. Uh, Thanks to the PWC. I already plugged the Monday Machismo, but check out all their shows. They have tons of wrestling shows. And check out my show, Garden of Doom. This week, I, I dropped a, a bonus episode today from last year, last year's Halloween show. So, the history of Halloween, not just from a Western perspective, but some others as well. Also, talked about Lovecraft Country and, and some other stuff. And my guests were the Inhuman Experience guys, uh, Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades. So, again, that's from last year. And this week, it's going to be Vampires with See the Superior. So, check her out on YouTube, but See the Superior and myself talking about vampires and right on, right on the cusp of uh, the great Netflix hit midnight mass, which I highly recommend, which by the way, covers some of the same ground eerily enough that we covered in that vampire show that we uh, recorded some weeks ago.
0: Well, that is awesome. Awesome. Very exciting. I saw that you had that, that show coming up with, uh, with C and about vampires and, and Halloween I love it. I'm gonna be checking yeah, out.
1: no, and she was great. It was it was a lot of fun, and uh, we're gonna probably do some other shows together in in the future periodically. Um, so yeah, so so check that. But this Halloween, we will there will be another Halloween theme show as well.
0: Uh, Halloween.
1: Um, very good. And then we're gonna go into UFO month after that.
0: Ooh, very good. You should get that guy that was on uh, sixty minutes.
1: Which guy, uh, Jeremy Corville?
0: I Think that's the guy we a couple of shows ago we were talking about him, and, and he there's
1: Greg Knapp, there's Jeremy Corville, uh, the, Corv- the guy yeah. that
0: got thrown out of uh being uh, No, no, that, that's
1: guy. that's Luis Al Alf. It's it's not Espinosa, it's 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 like Alvidado. I i know, I know what it is. One day, I'm get, I, I'm I'm getting there. You're working correctly. your
0: way up the, the, I, I'm the hierarchy work, of ufologists.
1: I, I am working my way way up the way for ufologists. I also have way too many ufologist interviews in the can and set up going into the future, um, so that I'm not really looking for any new ones just yet. Probably in about six months' time, I'll be looking for some other ones because I, I'm right. I'm i'm booked into into january
0: look at you look at you so popular on garden of doom yeah i'm
1: I'm just a hard worker i just i'm just i'm just getting things together
0: great awesome guys if you want to interact with us you can hit us up multiple ways we've got a hammerlock hangover facebook page you can hit us up there you can definitely chat us up on twitter find us at hammerlock ho that's at hammerlock ho the ho is for hangover obviously just too many characters to for twitter and steve's also-
1: ransom GoFundMe page
0: and you can also uh, well, that's uh, that's after next week you're gonna have to open that up um not likely. and you can uh send us emails you can find us at hammerlockhangover at gmail.com if you want to talk to us individually, cause uh, you know you got nothing better to do, and you just want to pick a fight after you listen to us and say, "I don't like Jeff's ideas about part-timers," and I don't like Steve talking shit about John Moxley, then find us on Twitter. I'm at Big Daddy Cool, and Jeff is at Icarus Fell MD. So, or evil is it? No, no, just the Icarus no, fell
1: one. Just Icarus not yeah, the other one is is just so that I can uh, follow people who block me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so we won't we won't out that guy. But yeah, I don't want to. I don't.
1: Yeah. Nobody needs to know that one.
0: Nobody needs that one. I don't he, follow
1: people back who follow me that on that one often, one.
0: often interacts with with me.
1: Um, I don't always see your stuff. Um, or our
0: stuff. That's because um, I block you. But that's why you're interacting with me because. Uh-huh. that's right I that's figured right. That, you out.
1: that's right i have my end around yeah so there's that And the, we also have our facebook page uh hammerlock hangover and also have have the garden of the doom one so yeah sure you can talk to us we're 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 open to talking to we're open to criticism we're open to comments suggestions if you've got news bits news bits rumors it's all good
0: absolutely absolutely guys thanks for listening to episode 54 Wish you all the best. Stay safe out there. Jeff?
1: Don't stay safe. Stay evil.
0: And if you like what you saw, tell your friends, tell your family, tweet about it. And if you didn't like it, shut the fuck up.